0: Welcome to your Spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo woo, weird questions to someone but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. Hello! (laughs) Welcome back to another episode. Wow, I haven't sat down to record an episode in a while. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you in your body? (laughs) It's one of my favorite questions to ask myself, so I wanted to start this episode that way. The holiday seasons are upon us, so do a check-in with yourself right now. Am I in my body? Just see what comes up without judgment. That's important here. Being a conscious observer. Are you in your body? <laughs> what sensations are you experiencing right now in this moment? Sensations can be an ache or a pain. places of ease. Sensations can be noticing if your skin feels cold or hot, if something feels itchy or smooth on your skin to get the textures you're wearing. Sensations can be, oh, I realize I'm thirsty or I'm hungry. I feel some digestion happening because I ate 20 minutes ago. Noticing what sensations you are experiencing right now. And finally, bring your awareness to your breath. Where is your breath? Without judgment, just noticing. Is my breath shallow? Is it deep? Is it short? Is it long? Am I feeling my breath in my belly, in my chest, in my shoulders, in my throat? Am I feeling the breath enter my body through my nose or mouth? Can I sense it leaving the body through my nose or mouth on the exhale? Take a deep breath with me (sighs) and release when you're ready. Hi, (laughs) it's so nice to be back here chatting with you. I haven't sat down to record an episode in a while and um, I have so many, this is the funny thing about Having a podcast, you know, I, I started a podcast last June or July. It's been, I guess, a year and a half now. And I'm so consistent with it because I was ready to have a platform where I could have more long form thoughts, teaching, sharing than what is offered on social media. And those who listen to podcasts are not here for a 10 second TikTok or reel. People that are here are intentionally here to consume long-form content. So when I started this podcast, it was just an incredible outlet to do that. And actually, before I started the podcast, I started an email list because I wanted to, I was like, okay, where can I go more long-form here? Because what I have to share and teach and share to the people <laughs> that I think people want to hear and and what I have to say about certain things and and could really benefit them is more than i could put in an instagram caption on a reel even in instagram stories so i started an email list first which my email list is still active i'm not as active on it regularly but it is still there and i'm always popping through little little gems here and there and also eps email lists are the first to ever hear about any of my offers okay over on the email list, so you can go to my website and be added onto that. This is not a this is not a plug for that. I'm just explaining that when I started the podcast, I'd actually started an email list prior to that because I wanted to more more long form opportunity to share all the things with you guys, with my followers, people that were clients, potential clients, people just interested in this work, truly that's when I started the podcast. I'm like, okay, the email was only getting me so far. Like, I do my best when I can just talk. I am a talker. I've always been. I got called down in kindergarten for talking. I, In fact, I had to call my parents. (laughs) My teacher made me call my parents. I had to go into a room with her and she called my mom at work. I was in tears, devastated because I would not shut the hell up. (laughs) in the school I wouldn't shut the hell up and my teacher had kept telling me like Hannah stop talking and I would not stop talking and but but I was constantly wanting to talk to the people beside me to like converse with them yes but I was constantly like trying to like see if they were doing their work correctly I was being a a little bit of a um, bossy boss teacher (laughs) that's the bossy boss teacher in me but I was um I was checking in with them and like over explaining things, even though the teacher had just done it. Like I was taking her job basically and rightfully so she became very irritated with me. So I had to call my mom. I never had to call my mom again um, due to uh, poor behavior at school. Ever again after that moment in kindergarten. I was very upset about it. But now I recognize it's such a gift that I have this ability to share and teach and lead others and that I do have what the Irish call the gift of the gab. Um, And if you've been to Ireland, I I, I, I kissed the rock, the gift of um, at the Blarney Stone um, outside of Cork, Ireland. I, I kissed that in, in college, but um, I think that probably had very little to do because from the time I could talk, <laughs> I was chatting with people. And so I'm so grateful. That is all to say when I started this podcast that I never imagined it would be what it is today. And I'm so grateful for each and every listener and um i'm so grateful that each of you are so patient when i choose to take some unexpected time away from the podcast i never i've never come to the podcast with a sense of obligation because it was really important for me that this be an incredible outlet for those long form conversations and teachings and, and, and topping topics and things like that. And that's what I want it to be. So just know if you ever see a gap in posting, um, you know what I'm doing. I'm taking a break. I'm recalibrating. I am taking the space and taking care of myself in that way. And, um, I'm back when the inspiration comes and when the energy rejuvenates me and when I'm ready to share again. So I just appreciate your patience as I I come back through. And you know, you can always follow me over on Instagram to see what I'm up to, all the things that I'm sharing over there um, in between podcast episodes too. So I'm at Hannah Johnson coaching um, over on Instagram, but I just wanted to take a moment and just express my gratitude for each of you for... Being, whether you're a longtime listener or you're new to the podcast, you're new to my world, I um, seriously couldn't have imagined the community that has been brought together through my podcast. And I um, look forward to chatting with you guys every single day, whether we're in the DMs or you've booked a session with me and all the things. So I just wanted to take a moment to say that um, I was in a client session. The other day, and kind of what I want to chat about today, and I'll probably keep this one short and sweet. I was in a client session, a higher self-healing session, and um, which is a three-month program that I have. So she, we've been working together for a while, and she was kind of feeling like, you know, there I see these people on social media, on TikTok, even on podcasts, and they have, you know, guests on their podcast that are so incredibly successful and i sometimes just wish i they could tell me what they've done to get to where they are specifically because they just seem to have it all figured out they seem to have their shit together they seem to have all the success they've ever wanted and it kind of seems like poof they got there and it came from a gigantic lightning bolt aha moment that brought them where they are today and we had this conversation because I have felt like that many times of seeing coaches and teachers and, and speakers and people that are inspiring to me, you know, influencers, whatever. And I think that I'm like, wow, they they speak as though this was a totally mo- like a, a lightning bolt moment where they realized something that got them to where they are today. And I would argue that it was actually hundreds, if not thousands of small moments, even if they were aha moments, whatever, but small moments and shifts and awarenesses and transformations and choices that got them to where they are today. You hear people tell their stories and they, and who knows, I might be guilty of it too. If I listen back to my episodes and that's why I wanted to chat th- about this, and we had a really great conversation. She had brought up one person in particular who is a big manifestation coach out there, and um, you know, I still follow this person, but much, much less so um, as the years have gone on. But I can admire and appreciate all the things and the things that she taught me and got and helped me to get where I am today as well. And I can also, you know, appreciate and and admire her in, immense growth in her business over the years, but I do think that some larger figures out there can be a little guilty of this that (sighs) lead people to believe that it was like one or two gigantic lightning bolt moments that suddenly made them change their lives forever. And I'm not saying that didn't happen, but what I'm saying is that we're not seeing the small shifts the small choices, the breakdowns. Uh, you know, there's a saying the breakdown to break through. Like we're not seeing all those small breakdowns. And even though though like this person and others are very open about their journeys and share resources with other people about what they're kind of learning all along the way, you see this success and you think like, oh, they must have had one big aha moment, or they will say that, you know, that, you know, this moment changed my life. But again, I would argue that all of those people have It's like a culmination. It's kind of like um, compounding interest. (laughs) My husband works in finance. He's so interested in this stuff. So I'm, I'm hearing about this, these things. So I'm gonna use that as an example compounding interest. So the interest is compounding over time, especially the more the more funds you put in an account and you've got that interest interest just compounding and multiplying over the days, months, weeks and years, okay? It's the same with this work and then eventually you check your 401k and the compounding interest over 20 years has earned you t- X amount of dollars, you're like, holy shit, I had to do nothing except for make the choices to continue putting energy, time, in this case money, into that and look at the small things that I did and the shifts that I might have made to the account and to the the additional funds that I might have put into that account and the additional intention that I put into that account, it has culminated to something greater. Our journeys are a lot like that. And if you're looking towards, again, if you're looking up to other people who have really a lot of success and you're not seeing the struggle that they went through and the the moments and the choices and the the things and the breakdowns and all the things and the small aha moments along the way that make the shifts i think when people sometimes get to that point where they have accomplished a lot of their bigger goals you tend to have a short memory of maybe how how difficult or challenging it was in those moments to stay the course, to have your aha moments and move on and apply that and integrate that and start embodying those things and that energy and that information that you are learning and picking up through the work that you're doing. And so I think a lot of big successful names and, and things out there, sometimes it can look really nice and glitz and glamour, but also to know that they're human as well. So I just kind of wanted to Call you know bring this awareness around to anybody you know this can be, in whatever respect if this is somebody in a company that you see or that you work for that you look up to in your job or somebody that owns a business or an you know, in, influencer out there or another coach or healer, or whatever public figure out there they have gone through so many things I'm sure, hindsight you know the whole saying hindsight's twenty twenty but if you look back you might truly be able to attribute like i can look back and see some of the choices the programs the coaches the 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 moments of shifting in in therapy and healings that really turned a page for me or really made me go oh my gosh like that is what that is this is why i've been this way like brought me comfort brought me awareness brought me consciousness brought me healing brought me clarity but i would even argue those bigger lightning bulb moments those those lightning bolt lightning bulb moments i think i'm calling them both happened only because of the compounding interest of the choices that you've made prior to those aha moments so those aha moments we think that came like a a strike of lightning, just happened to happen, were actually from all of the moments and choices and work that you've put in prior to that. And again, sometimes if we get if people that find success, you know, are finding success and manifesting big things, and especially have a a larger public platform, yes, they're they're used using their story to sell themselves and the brand and, and and their programs and things like that, which is valid. But at the same time, I think we tend to have a short memory of what the struggle and the journey was like sometimes until we break it down and, and really show ourselves that it was a culmination of smaller moments and breakthroughs. It's not going to be one gigantic lightning strike moment. And that's kind of the myth that I want to bust here, that the aha, wow, this is this is changing my life, isn't just one singular gigantic time. It's a bunch of small versions of that along the way. So I want you to reflect on your own journey for a moment and just show some appreciation for those small moments, for quote unquote small, okay? It might feel really big in the moment. It it reminds me of that Kim Kardashian uh, soundbite where um, she's—I think it's her. It's either her or one of her sisters, and she's like, "Some days I know exactly what I'm doing, and then the next day, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I have—I know nothing. I know—I don't know what's going on in my life. But then the next day, I know all the answers. I have all the answers. But then again, the next day, nothing. I'm lost. (laughs) It reminds me of that soundbite. If you know what I'm talking about. It's a lot like that. Like, you know, you have all these realizations and we think like just because a few days goes by and then we don't feel that lightning bolt, huge energy surge that we maybe had a few days prior where we're like figuring shit out and we're getting clarity. And then we start to like feel it like it, we kind of move past it. And we're what's really happening is you're likely integrating it and embodying it, but then it go, like goes away and that like that energy surge like isn't present anymore and you go, Wait, what the hell did I lose it? No, 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 no. Again, I would argue that in order to get the big aha moments, in order to get the giant clarity and and be able to recognize how far you've come and the healing and all of that, those moments have to happen. Then there has to be the integration and the embodiment, and then looking back, you can realize like, oh, that 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 part those 6 months that wow 2 years ago like you start to kind of connect the dots and so I you know I've encouraged clients to do this before too which is to look back at all those past versions of yourself and how can we in this moment show our past versions of ourselves some appreciation give them a little shout out shine the light on the past version of yourself for making the choices that she did that have gotten you to work to you to where you are today even if it just feels a few steps beyond where you were when you started that compounding action that compounding intention that compounding movement Little by little is what culminates to the changes and making the goals and 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 to manifesting what you're you're intending on and and those that that movement. So I don't want you to sit around and think like all these big names out here and these coaches and things like that. they seem to have had that bolt of lightning, and their entire life changed the next day, and they suddenly never had a doubt again. They suddenly had it all figured out. Like, absolutely not. Like, we're all just out here little by little. And it's kind of like whatever feels novel at the moment feels like incredible and awesome. And like you're exploring it. And then eventually it just becomes like really normal in your life. And you like normalize it, right? It really becomes integrated and embodied. And then, and then like if it happened again, it wouldn't be that exciting. It's like, oh, I almost need to like amp it up again, whether that's a financial goal or. Um, something you manifested or um, a sense of relief from either pain or suffering or you know anxiety or whatever you're feeling. And you might get over a little bit of relief and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like what I've been doing is working or you know, m- m- meeting the goal feels so good. And again, eventually, that becomes your new norm. And then it's like, oh, well, the, my edge, my, my um, upper limit, Gay Hendricks is a author. Um, they talk about they. Gay Hendrix wrote the book "The Big Leap." The Big Leap—that's the name of it. I had to think of it. Um, I think it's a man. So I think it's. I think it's a man. So he wrote the book "The Big Leap," and he talks about what's called your upper limit, and it's like that goal that feels like a little out of your comfort zone, and you don't feel like you can move past it. It, it, it can be a financial goal. It can be, you know, a, a certain. Role in a company, like I can only seem to get to management and not to a director role. Um, I, I can only seem to date somebody for <laughs> three months and then I've hit my upper limit. Like, all my, all, all, like I see a lot of patterns like that. That's finding your upper limit and realizing that that's where your comfort zone is. And that's all that you've been able to prove to yourself that you can get to. So once you hit that upper limit, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's it. It's almost like I need to, um, Reset again, and then I'm going to move, 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 and go up to the upper limit. What kind of happens with this if you're willing and courageous enough is like when we hit our upper limit go, what else is possible for me here? And doing the work to push up against your upper limit, and then the upper limit moves once we normalize the goal that we've made the healing that we've done, the progress that we've made with anything, the growth that you've made with certain things. Once you've hit your upper limit, there has to be this moment of kind of shifting and also cueing the nervous system of, of safety that it's safe for us to go beyond what we have known before. And then we integrate that, we embody that, and then suddenly our upper limit actually moves and expands outwards and we're able to move through and move towards more progress and move towards more goals, move towards more success, move towards the things that you're looking to manifest beyond what you've been able to before. So that's also what I mean by compounding interest and compounding your actions and moving towards those things. This is actually what it looks like, guys. This is the reality of it. I hope this is making sense. It's kind of just flowing through now. So realizing that even the people that you look up to with the biggest success, with the millions of followers and that, you know, sell these like wild programs or best-selling authors or whatever it may be that you look up to and that you follow, recognizing there wasn't just one gigantic moment. There was a lot of little moments that got them to what could feel like Bigger milestones or moments in their lives. And it's the same for you. If you see it in another person, you have admiration of it. You're thinking, like, wow, I don't know if that's possible for me. You're seeing a part of yourself and these people, especially if it's a goal that you have. Like, that's part of, I'm not going to get into it too much here, but that's part of shadow work is like recognizing what you see in others you actually have within yourselves. So if you're admiring what others, are doing and have, you're actually seeing a reflection of what is possible for you. So I'll leave that here. I hope this myth busting about these aha lightning bolt moments have really um, shifted your perception of others and yourself most importantly here to recognize that all of the progress, all of the steps that you're taking, all of the growth and the shifts and the choices that you're making that seem small are going to, in hindsight, once you once you move through that, once, once you make enough of those smaller choices and that compounding choices, you'll be able to look back in hindsight and go, that's what Hannah was talking about. It's not one gigantic moment it's actually a bunch of small moments that lead to when you look back and realize holy shit like I'm not I'm not where I was six months ago that it's more about the perception it's not even like physically where I'm at or even towards the goal it's like wow like Hannah and that's about admiring your past your past self is like looking back at your past self I'm like wow Hannah six months ago could have never seen it this way she would have never been able to understand it in this way. And it was because I was willing to challenge myself and I was willing to move through any resistance in my upper limit that I was able to shift and cue my nervous system that it's safe for us to to kind of shift and and to question these things and, and to expand our consciousness around what is possible for us. Now I'm actually, just because I haven't, I'm not holding the thing in my hand that I'm moving towards with my goal or I'm not experiencing it in this exact moment, it's now more possible than ever. Does that mean that I failed? No. that Those shifts over the past six months, even if they felt subtle as they were coming and then you could look back and realize like, oh, Hannah six months ago could have never imagined this possible for herself. And now, she's, and now I'm going, wait, this is fucking possible for me and how can I make it happen? What are some actual actionables that I can be taking? Huge shift. Again, there wasn't some giant aha moment. It feels like a giant aha moment maybe in the, in the moment realizing... Holy shit, look what, where I was six months ago, where I am now with my mindset about this thing. Now I can actually start taking action towards it. All of those micro moments matter and become like compounding interest to the larger "Aha lining bolt moments. Okay? Please let me know how you liked this episode, Share it with a friend if it resonated with you follow me over on Instagram at Hannah Johnson Coaching and I will see you in the next episode. I'm sending you so much love. I'm just wrapping you in an energetic Reiki blanket of warmth and, and serenity and peace and nurturing and safety and security to you and your nervous system this holiday season. I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.